Hello. You're listening to Cacophony. I'm Steve Thomas. In the next three episodes, we're walking a tightrope with no safety net, where falling off could literally lead to death. Which begs the question, why does this music sound so cheerful? We live in turbulent, troubled times, but I'm still glad we're not living in Soviet Russia in the 1930s. In 1936, Dmitry Shostakovich is a 30-year-old, successful young composer, and his opera Lady Macbeth of the Matsensk district has been running for a couple of years. And then Stalin comes to see it, but doesn't stay till the end. And two days later, perhaps written by Stalin himself, Pravda, the official newspaper, runs a 600-word condemnation of the opera under the headline, Chaos Instead of Music. It suggests that if Shostakovich doesn't change track, that, and I quote, it may end very badly. And nobody needed an explanation of what that meant. When rehearsals began later in the year for his fourth symphony, It was clear that it wasn't going to be acceptable, so he withdrew it and kept it in a drawer. The Fifth Symphony, when it came, ostensibly gave the authorities the answers they wanted to hear, and it was a huge popular success at its premiere. It gave Shostakovich a a bit of breathing space. But Stalin's terror was now well underway. People were being arrested, executed, disappeared in large numbers. Shostakovich's uncle, mother-in-law, brother-in-law included. Everyone lived in fear. You could be denounced by anyone at any time. Shostakovich kept a packed suitcase by the front door, so he was ready for the knock if the authorities should come for him in the middle of the night. Under these circumstances, Every public piece he writes is pretty much a matter of life and death. How does Shostakovich write pieces that convey what he wants to say as an artist, that reflect his state of mind, that reflect the state of the world in which he lives? How can you be an artist? How can you do that and write a piece that fulfills the authorities' requirements? Fortunately, the Soviet authorities had been fairly clear on what they wanted. They wanted pieces of music that reflected the struggles of the people. And in their minds, the struggles of the people always ended in triumph. So to the music of the Sixth Symphony. The piece is 32 minutes long in the recording we're listening to, and almost all of that is in the first movement. 20 minutes of the struggles and pain, the struggles of the people, that would satisfy the close-listening state authorities. And yet it's clear that the pain and suffering here is deeply personal. There are moments where there are huge outpourings of grief, accompanied by high-pitched shrieks of pain, 
then there are long, very long periods where the music is so still, it's barely happening at all. It's numb. It's lonely. Nothing demonstrates that loneliness more than the flute solos around 12 minutes into the music. This all makes for pretty uncomfortable listening. But done well, as here, it really makes you feel what it must have been like to live under that pressure, that fear, that numbing pain.
It's hard to move. Hard to breathe even after that, isn't it? Bleak and searing stuff. It also feels to me that in that stillness and the long, frankly meandering lines that Shostakovich himself doesn't know how to answer the questions as to what he should be writing. It's deeply uncertain, deeply unsettling. Can Shostakovich turn his struggle to triumph in the approved manner? Join us next time to find out.